Welcome to the Big Little Kids audio series where you're going to hear from young adults who are going to give you a little insight into what goes on in their world or what has gone on in their world. The audios are reflective, considerate, informative, and for each one, very honest. Today's audio is no different. It's with a young woman called Rachel who reflects back on her adolescence and some of the challenges that she faced Something that really stood out for me from this interview was the humor that she can reflect back on some of the decisions that she made and how reflecting back has given her an insight into why she did what she did. One example that really stood out for me was the lie that she told that she then had to live to for the rest of her um, year 12. There are so many things that adolescents do that we question Why would they do that? And yet when you hear the whole story, when you hear the whole reason behind a lie, then you start to understand where the logic for that lie came from. And what I really love about this audio is that perhaps we can use it as a foundation for not judging people's decisions without taking time to understand why the decisions were made in the first place. So without further ado, let me introduce you to Rachel. What do you remember about growing up and rebelling against the boundaries that were in place for you? Um, I remember a lot of good things and a lot of bad things. Um, but I, I remember not liking the boundaries because I didn't feel like they were discussed with me. So I didn't really understand why they were in place. I I was looking at, you know, it's hard not to compare yourself to your friends when you're in school and everyone else, you know, being allowed to shave their legs in when before they're 12. But, you know, I was one of the people that couldn't, (laughs) for example, that was a boundary. And then growing up, um, teenagers being able to go to parties and, and things like that and me not being able to go or it being a massive struggle to, to convince um, my mum that, that it was okay for me to go. Um, I, wasn't, I wasn't chained up or anything like that, but there was just a strictness um, around, around what I could and couldn't do basically. Um, and I just remember not understanding why they were in place um like the 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 obvious thing was okay she 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 cares for me she loves me she doesn't want me to get hurt I get that but why doesn't she trust me that's what I didn't understand Mm. yeah that's a such a great question because we think it's about protecting and um Mm. that we know more and that we're just holding the space while they kind of learn at a pace that perhaps we feel is right for them but if you don't explain that and you and you don't bring the young person with you then it sounds like it feels completely isolating and controlling yeah that's exactly right exactly and I I don't really I don't know it's a bit blurred but I don't think I was very good at communicating when I was a teenager um Mm. I, I don't think I asked the questions. I just had a bit of a spin out, you know, like I just yeah. had a freak out instead of and a tantrum instead of going, but mum, why? Like I wouldn't, 
have been able to talk to her like I could talk to her now and be like, I don't understand. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a great point because, yes, the protection thing is, is, um, is obvious, but it goes deeper than that. And teenagers can feel that. Like they, they don't ask the, the um, obvious questions. They, they go deeper. Um, but it's a matter of if they feel safe enough to express that or not. Yeah. Do you think there's a difference between rules and boundaries? Yeah, I, I I do actually. I feel like rules are are something that you've been in trouble before, and so now you have the consequence of having rules in place. So yeah. they're pretty, you know, concrete. Um, and boundaries are more so a a growing technique. Like like it's for. I, I reckon boundaries sh- should be discussed and should be made together. So rules are something that is like in place. You you, you know you you crossed a boundary, so now there's a rule. But mm. but a boundary is more like okay. So what do you feel like? What do you feel about this party? Do you feel like you should go to this party? Why do you want to go to this party? Could we, if you really want to go, could you just tell me a bit more of what's there? Um, maybe we put a boundary in place that you can go to the party, but I mum I being the mother I have to come pick you up and I'm picking you up at 11 o'clock yeah you know that that's a boundary to me and 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 you're not drinking yeah <laughs> basically so as there's, well. a, there's a framework around which you can you can move you can experiment but there's exactly. a framework there is yeah. you know it um I I picture it as the thin uh the thin something membrane that's the word I'm looking for the thin membrane that you find in an egg between the hard shell and the egg itself there's that thin membrane which is completely movable but there's a there's a boundary it's very clear the moment you put your arm through it oh my goodness eggs everywhere (laughs) totally (laughs) yeah yes that makes sense and if you go if you cross it you break the shell like and and you break that that holding as well so and and that's and that's um I don't know maybe that's something like here I am saying why doesn't the parent trust but then if the parent does give trust and then the teenager goes and um moves the boundary too far and then breaks a rule then then their trust is bruised almost so they find it hard to to do that again I understand that I mean I've had space to be able to understand it but um, so I think there's a few things going on when when um, teenagers are rebelling against those two sort of concepts. That sounds like you had just your mother enforcing that. Um, I, were you a single, did you have a mother and a father putting those rules in place or just a mother? I had, mum was the main. Um, my dad, he, I, he was around. Um, they, they separated when I was about 12. and. Um, and so dad was dad was a bit loose <laughs> yeah um, so he didn't really nothing came from him like that um but my mom and my stepdad that who I lived with um when I was in those sort of very fragile 13 to 17 years of age um everything sort of came from both of them and my stepdad would sort of coerce mom to just be a bit more chilled out um but mom was pretty uptight when it came to um, yeah, like I was saying before, being allowed to do things and not allowed to do things. So yeah, yeah, it was it was mainly coming from her. 
Okay. Um, do you think it's the protective factor that teenagers rebel against? No, I don't think they mind being protected. I don't. I didn't mind that she cared about me. Like I understood that, but but like I said, it, it was like she didn't talk to me like an adult. Yeah. So you wanted to be um, understood, met, and included. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I wanted to be involved, and I. But I didn't know how to say that. Like I'm. I feel like an adult now that I could go. I'm just as aware as I was back then as I am now. So why couldn't I or couldn't she see that in me and to go have a have a conversation, like actually sit down, have a conversation. And then and then maybe I wouldn't have pushed so much to go to the parties and then maybe I wouldn't have snuck out and lied to her as well. Mm. So mm. this is this is the thing as well that's quite scary because you put these rules in place and you put boundaries that haven't been discussed with teenagers in place for reasons that are your own being a parent they're going to do it anyway and they're going to mm. lie to you so mm. what sort of teenager do you want do you want mm. someone that's honest that you can have a conversation with that you can actually exercise trust with and understanding or a teenager that just does it anyway you think you've done it all right ticked all the t's and crossed all the dots or whatever that saying is and um and but they're doing it behind your back yeah that that always um that always amuses me not being on the receiving end of it can I say no, but uh, from an observation <laughs> point of view it, it amuses me that um that yeah, teenagers are just so good and I, I know I was I managed to tell my parents everything that they needed to hear to be off my back and then I pretty much did what I wanted. We're, we're just very skilled at it, aren't we, really? Very skilled. Oh, absolutely, um, yes. And a massive manipulation. So there's a personal responsibility as a teenager that we're not really, we, we say we're always under someone's rules, but we're actually very good at sticking two fingers up at those rules, playing the game and doing what we want. 100% agree. Yes, we, and that's what, I mean by saying how I feel as aware then as I am now because I could see all of that. I could see her pockets of, you know, what she wanted to hear, what she didn't want to hear. Um, so I was understanding all of that. I could I could sense all of that and then I would know what to do to manipulate the situation so I could get what I wanted anyway, whether it was under her rules or not. What guidance would you offer parents around boundaries and rebellion just you know that uh, is it worth putting the boundaries in <laughs> yes definitely but I think it's very important how you do it so it's not just a stock standard thing that gets you know a line that gets drawn in the sand you sit down you sit down with your team and you and you have a conversation and you you treat them like the adults that they're growing into because they're, they're already there and you know from having the child and, and ha being with them for, you know, all the years of their life so far that they're so clever, they're so smart, they're so aware, they, they, they get it they, they, and they just need an opportunity to exercise that and, and that's what I think that is important for parents and that's the guidance I would, I would say to, to parents with teenagers is don't think they're, they're just kids because 
when you talk to them like an adult, they're going to respond like an adult most of the time. Like if you haven't done it before and you start doing it, it might take a while, like a muscle that hasn't been used. But um, when you start talking to them like adults, they're going to respond. And I think that they would really appreciate being spoken to like that and being involved and understanding why those boundaries are in place and what's going on and, and how precious they are, like how much it is worth treasuring their, their body and their, and their well-being and their, their sense of self and their, and their worth instead of just following a trend and going to a party and getting drunk because everybody else is doing it. Like that's sort of all the teenagers are really looking at. So if the parent can come in and bring in another perspective, and have a discussion it can really help a lot but if it's just a rule then there's there's no one that's offering them a different way mm. okay let's go to um, standards of rebellion because i know that this is um this is something that uh when you're in in the rebelliousness Mm. Uh, you basically stick two fingers up at everyone. You are manipulating and yes. lying. Yes. Um, but when parents look at that, they see dysfunction and there's a lot of fear and there's a lot of anxiety that, um, you know, maybe they see the the trajectory of that behavior. But mm. you were a massively rebellious teenager, but you had mm. standards. And I, I would love you to share... Um, you know, how you just, how you had your benchmark. You just, yeah. there was something that held you, wasn't there? That, that's very true. Um, and it's quite, well, for lack of a better word, magical. It was really magical because there's nothing, like I can't un really understand why it happened. So basically to give a bit of background, I, you know, I, I lied. I stole I cheated you know I did all of the you know teenage criminal things to get to get what I wanted basically and um very rebellious um very disrespectful at times to my parents as well and and the love that they were giving me and um the house they had over my head everything like that and I would just go and do what I wanted um but I never I never let myself get to a point of being in danger and I, I never let myself get sleep around either I never I never slept around I never I never did anything like that with with boys in school at, at all um that happened much later in life um and I think that there was an inner benchmark for me that knew that I was worth protecting that I knew that I was worth something more than uh, then, 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 like a a reputation, basically. I I was literally known as a nun in school because I didn't I didn't lose my virginity in school, and that was completely everyone knew about it because everyone was sleeping together, and I wasn't. Boys would try to with me, and I would not let them touch a finger on me, like not lay a finger. Wow. And um, I had to lie about that to people. And my parents knew nothing about this. I never spoke about it with my parents, with my mum, nothing like that. And I actually, you know, that that upsets me a little bit because it would be would have been great to let my mum in on, on what was going on at school because it was pretty intense. Basically had the whole of grade 12 boys trying to get in my pants and I had to fight them off with, you know, sticks. <laughs> yeah. 
so so I guess the, the that inner benchmark came from my mum and and how my dad was with me as well and 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 the level of love and the level of of care and um I did understand that I was worth protecting with all of those rules in place and I just saw people doing the really loose things and how their parents either didn't know or didn't care. I was very good friends with a lot of my friends' parents and I could just see how blindfolded they were to what their what their kids were up to, especially the girls were just sleeping around when they were 15 and I'm just thinking, I feel young. Like I can't do that. No way. Yeah. I don't think I've even gone through puberty yet. No. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that that was definitely something that came from that protectiveness from my mum and 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 the love and the and the care yeah when you feel like you've got a reputation and people have labeled you what did you observe when you were growing up that that the consequences of that were oh gosh having to live up to them (laughs) well it's one of two isn't it I mean once you're a rebel and you're known as that there is a certain amount of living up to the reputation you You, know you have to yeah. Otherwise, you you get you're the one that gets picked on. Then, like, yeah, I, I remember I remember there was a there was a group of girls that I was really good friends with, and they just got really tough. And then I, they sort of got distant, and I wasn't friends with them anymore. And then at a party, I heard that they all wanted to bash me, like beat me up. And I'm like, I'm going, what's happening? Like, because of they were getting a reputation of being tough. Like, what what's what do they do next? Because they were already hitting other girls. They were hitting guys. They were breaking in places. They were doing all this stuff and being super, like, criminal, basically, and, and, and like, like a gang, sort of. And what, what, could they, what could they now do? Like, they had to keep, keep on overstepping the mark to, to keep people, um, to keep that label going, I guess. And what's the next thing to do? Bash up your sweet old friend Rachel. <laughs> And actually, there is an element of, of of the danger of backing down from that because if they back down from that, they they're likely to be on the receiving end of it themselves. Exactly, which which everyone's terrified of. Exactly, no one wants to be picked on or bullied. And um, I actually did pretty well with it in school. And and in that scenario of those girls wanting to to fight me, which I never had been in a fight. I've never been in a fight, a physical fight in my whole life. Um, I actually went up to them at the party. I had had a couple of drinks and I was, I, I went up to them and I just leapt on them and hugged them. <laughs> oh my God. And I just said, I said to this girl and um, I'll use Angela as a name. I said, Angela, I love you. Why would you, I've heard you wanted to hit me. Why would you want to hit me? You haven't spoken to me in like a year. And I just like did not let go of her. Like I clutched onto her like a monkey and um Obviously, she didn't. She didn't hurt me, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the way to get around people that want to hit you. Just hug them. <laughs> Love know. them more. Yeah, Evans. exactly. Yeah, probably would uh, would not suggest that my daughter or my it's son goes up and does that. But yeah, you know. But it, it is the thing is that that's your character. You are that's bubbly. You are a love bug, and you yes. are um, very open and friendly. So. Yes. It's actually, that was your natural way to deal with it. Exactly. That was, yeah, exactly. And that was my reputation, which was, which was great because I was being myself as much as I could. I was, I was the nice girl that, that got along with everyone, all classes of, of teens, you know, the, the geeks, the, 
the yeah. gothics, the, the rappers, the, you know, people that yeah. thought they were black, but they weren't. And then we called yeah. them wiggers. <laughs> yeah. they, they were called the what? Wiggers. Oh. Like, <laughs> white. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, and the surfies, all of that. And, you know, each of these groups had reputations. You know, each of these groups had labels and they they did all they could that that their life at school was to uphold that to uphold the look the image the style the um the character all of that and and it was it was exhausting i think teenagers have a tendency to do that they'll lie about something then they've got to keep that lie going and it might be something small or it might be something large like you had um that's quite a big one isn't it really because yeah. you get so far down, you then find it very difficult to get out of it. Yeah, it's exactly right. And, and it's very difficult to to get out of it. And you can't once you've said it, because then you'll be labelled as a liar. And, yeah. you know, which everyone's doing anyway. But if you're outwardly doing it and it comes out that you did, then, yeah, that, that that's bad but that actually leads me to another point about about lying and about the manipul- manipulation as well like I sometimes lied like that was a big lie but I lied about other little things a lot like what I liked what I um just personal things that wasn't me to try and fit in and so this is the thing that doesn't really make sense about why I didn't go there with with the regular things that everyone was doing because I desperately wanted to fit in but at the same time I totally stood out because I didn't conform to that level but I did give myself away a little bit to to smaller things but when you start lying you don't you can't remember all the lies you've told (laughs) as well you have to take a bit of stock take about about who you are with this person what you like with this person you know, what stories you've told here, what you've exaggerated with there to alter sort of do make a framework of this person. But gosh, it's so much easier to just be yourself, I tell you. Yeah. So, and that's the fitting in, isn't it? We, I yes. think parents can see that their child is changing. Their their child is now a teenager and a young adult and that they're, they're, they're actually not being themselves. They're being multiple versions of what they think everybody wants them to be but there's something that's just not sitting right about, you know, about the person that they see come home or the language. I don't think that they noticed because I was very good at not saying a lot. So unless they could really understand, you know, we're looking at how I was dressing or, um, my room or something like that they wouldn't have really known but this is me saying that with my understanding we actually have never had a conversation about that but um but what what did happen is that I I told a a pretty big lie once about an event that was happening and that I felt sick and I didn't want to go to this family function and I stayed at home instead because a guy was going to come over that I was in love with and he was about seven or eight years older than me yeah and um nothing nothing sexual happened we just hung out and and kissed and and things like that but he came over to the house one well there was no one there and um so that was a that was like my big whammy lie to my family that was that was massive and of course dumb (laughs) 
teenager writes it in their diary, doesn't she? And she oh. writes a diary under her bed, which her mum cleans all the time. My mum cleaned my room until I moved out at, at 18. And um, she found it. She read it. I was grounded for like four months. No, no, mobile, no mobile phone, no nothing. Totally grounded. So I think after that, the rules got very hard and the boundaries were no longer boundaries, they were rules. Like that was when I had overstepped the mark and I, I blatantly lied. Um, and I not only lied, but then let someone into the into the family home as well. So that was my that was my my big whammy. What happens when your mum yes. or your dad reads your diary? That is one of the biggest oh my god breaks of trust ever, right? Oh gosh, that I don't think I got over that until I was like 25. Like yeah. that took a while. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. Like if you find something like that, you don't, you don't touch it. Like you just don't touch it with the respect from, for the, for the teenager. But this is the thing when you don't have respect for your parents and you're, and you're, and you're being aloof or you're not communicating and expressing with them and all this stuff is going on at school. Like I don't remember saying anything to my mom about what was happening at school. It was just like, love me, feed me, pay for stuff for me and let me do what I want basically. Mm -hmm. And then, and then I'm just here, you know, you've set up a great house for me to sleep in like that. That was, that was it. And that's, so of course she's like she's dying to know what's going on with her daughter. She's yeah. dying to know what's happening. And so she found the golden nugget, didn't she? Yeah. <laughs> Under my bed. And yeah. she could not help herself. And and now, you know, that took a lot of years to understand. I could not, you could not have told me that. Like if I was talking to myself back then, I still would have gone, Yeah, but she read my diary. Yeah. But now and now black I get and it. white. She read my yeah. diary. She read my diary. I hate her it's over. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's over. And I used to just sob at night. I cried for like the first two months of being grounded, I think, and then not having a phone because I was so obsessed with this, with this guy, but also not just the guy, but the break of trust it was, it was awful to feel that. But, um, like I said, she just wanted to know who I was. And that is the bit where as parents and as teenagers, there's responsibility, isn't there? Because if you don't make the effort to have a relationship, relationships are two-sided. Um, you know, you, I may want a relationship with my teen, you know, as so much, but if they don't want to have a relationship with me for now, because actually biologically they're programmed to develop relationships with their friends because that's going to create the independence that they biologically and you know um socially need then i had i just have to be available and around and aware and i, I can't push it can i i I, no. I think it's fundamentally wrong to read someone's diary but at the same time i i can understand the the need to know what's going on i just I just actually think it's probably one of the boundaries that you should never cross. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. And if she had have found it and then and then felt like I really want to read that because I know I want to know what's going on, I would have maybe just put the diary back and had a conversation with her in the afternoon and said, mm. what, what's, what is going on? Like, how are you? I found your diary. I didn't read it, but I really wanted to because I, you don't talk to me. Yeah. Why don't, why don't you talk to me? So... 
but you know being in 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 a compulsive state maybe or a bit of anxiety because she's losing I think control's a big one like you're not wanting to lose control of your teen because mm. you've been controlling them for their whole life or you've been guiding them their whole life and now suddenly they're they're like an adult in a little body that's like you said learning structure learning socialness learning how to be in the world and I think parents can have trouble with just holding the space or or just being there rather than being a driver anymore and 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 just letting their teens make the choices and make the mistakes and make the falls we just want to pad them and so they don't they don't we know how corrupt and how crazy the world is and it's like you don't want your little baby that's now a teenager to be exposed and 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 um mold by that so you want to protect them but you we can't you just can't they have to learn and it's really disempowering actually to to have that level of um control and protection I remember I remember feeling like that I felt very very disempowered I was 15 and and was deciding how I wanted to be and I don't think she realized like that I didn't sleep with him that I wasn't going to put myself on the line like that I was I was exploring what sexuality was I was exploring what what it was to be to like someone and she didn't I felt too old to be doing the dumb family things (laughs) yeah you know I I didn't want to do that that was not where I was at I had done that for the last 15 years so let me let me explore what what I'm doing now and I'll I'll come back they they come back if if you if you I came back it took a while but but um, I may not have strayed so far. I don't know. I can't, I can't, I'm not blaming it on the family structure, but my lack of communication and expression maybe was, was something that I, I was also needing to exercise. 